Welcome to the Experiencing Joy in Jesus Christ podcast. I'm Brother Webb. And I'm Brother Anderson. Excited for today's journey of joy. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. It is February 3rd. Super excited that you're here. Uh, our hosts this week, Nicole and Erica, have a great conversation with Haley. Um, Haley has um, wonderful life experiences. She's had a lot of opportunities to do really cool things from serving a mission to um, doing really great in school to having opportunities in running um, and a, a deep passion for her, her pet cat is just delightful to listen to her and her to share her faith. My thought as I was listening to her this week was just how um, enjoyable it was to listen to her testimony and her faith journey. So just encourage you as you sit back and listen to this to just enjoy um, the light that comes through as Haley shares her faith and her testimony and her own personal journey and hope that you find ways that you can connect with what she's saying and help make more sense yourself about what experiencing joy in Jesus Christ feels like. This is not something we've explicitly said so far in these few podcasts, but that's really the hope is that each of us, as we listen to each other, as we share our our, our experiences, we come to understand what experiencing joy in Jesus Christ feels like for us. So um, enjoy the episode and uh, we'll talk to you at the end. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Experiencing Joy of Jesus Christ podcast. I am Nicole and I'm here with my co-host, Erica. Say hi, hi everybody. Um, we're glad you could be here back to listen for another week. Um, just a reminder again that this podcast can be an official institute course and where you can register, where you can join the WhatsApp and where you can connect with us on Instagram will all be in the show notes. And just want to let you know that we're trying to create a place of community and connection potentially for people who are not able to come to institute in person or who just want an extra boost in their week and they can listen at any time. So we're working on a system in our WhatsApp trying to figure out the best way to do that. So stay tuned and stay engaged. Um, I also want to thank Erica for sharing her testimony last week and her different life experiences. I think we all learned a lot and resonate with a lot of the things that she said and that I know a lot of people can connect with her perspective. So I really appreciated everything that you said, Erica. So. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, last week was so fun to talk with you and Brayden and share experiences and kind of, you know, connect as young adults. And, you know, I'm a little bit more advanced on my aging journey. <laughs> so hopefully we can um, <laughs> um, learn from each other's experiences. So we're so excited that this week we are interviewing um, another member of the Durham YSA, Haley Morris. Um, disclaimer, she is a good friend of both me and Nicole, um, and she's a great friend to have, and I'm sure that is going to come across in her responses. Um, so <laughs> today we're hoping to you know, dive a little bit deeper and learn more about her faith journey and how she can feel joy through her connection with Christ and serving others. 
Um, so yeah, let's just jump in. So Haley, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and um, where you're from and what brought you to North Carolina um, and kind of what got you to this point here. Yeah. So if you could share a bit about that. Great. Thank you. Uh, hi, I'm Haley. Uh, I am from Monroe, Louisiana, and I am here in North Carolina. Uh, I'm getting a master's in Russian, Eurasian, Eastern European studies at UNC. Um, I'm in my second year of that. Yeah. Um, last semester. So I don't know what's going to happen afterwards, but I very much enjoyed my time here in North Carolina. And who's to say it's to end? Not me. I don't know. Well, fingers crossed for that. Um, and also <laughs> so people get some additional context on Haley. She is a, a BYU grad, um, valedictorian of oh, no, need to, no need to drop that information. What are friends for if not to hype each other up? Um, and geography department baby Heck yeah yeah uh, and she also served a mission in ukraine um and yeah so really cool thank you for that nicole if you wanna take it away from here sure i was hoping Haley would share some fun facts with us that she hasn't like she has an adorable oh, cat sure so. um yeah i have a cat his name is roy i'm a big fan of him um i can juggle which skill that is very applicable to an audio medium uh, and <laughs> yeah everyone awesome. should follow her cat on instagram short king roy yeah mm -hmm. so <laughs> cat can juggle in school the main things you need to know about me and valedictorian that one should always be yeah that's the key and i bet more exciting information will come out as we continue to talk to you mm -hmm. um but again, yeah, thank you for taking the time, Haley, to talk to us this evening. Um, we want to kind of first ask our initial question, kind of going off our podcast name about experiencing joy in Jesus Christ. We're trying to fully understand what that means to every individual um, and how we can truly experience it. So we wanted to ask you, what does that mean for you? And how do you feel like you experience joy in Jesus Christ? Oh, such a good question. When I read that question last night, I was like, oh, how do I do that? Um, and the first thing I thought of was um, a talk by President Nelson from October 2016. It's called Joy and Spiritual Survival. It is one of my all-time favorite talks. It's from the Liahona with the Sister Missionaries Under the Umbrella, which is, <laughs> I don't know, it's like my favorite Liahona because I was on my mission at that time. That was my first um general conference I listened to on my mission and I wasn't having I wasn't experiencing a lot of joy at that time and I thought about like what I read in that talk that like helped me readjust what I thought joy was and how to find it in my life mm. um, and one of my favorite quotes from that is joy is a gift for the faithful it is the gift that comes from intentionally trying to live a righteous life as taught by Jesus Christ and in the talk, he talks a lot about uh, just trying to focus on Jesus whenever we do have hard times. And uh, I thought about how uh, like 
one of my favorite things, also one of my least favorite things that I do is I love to run <laughs> and I love to run long distance. I'm training for a marathon right now. And I find that like I can be in a lot of pain while running, mm-hmm. but if I have prepared properly, like I am not dehydrated, I have enough food in my stomach, I have the right music going, um, like I still like love running, like in the middle of it while I am in pain, I'm like, I just love what I'm doing. Like not a thought is in my brain. Thoughts are really in there anyway, but I'm just like, I am just, it's like me and just nothing else. Like I am just running. And I feel like that is what like experiencing joy in Christ is for me. It's like, there are a lot of things can be happening, but as long as I have properly like aligned myself with him, if I've prepared, then like, I don't need to stress out about all the other factors because I'm doing something I like and it may not be like too wonderful like every second but Mm. I still love every second yeah I think that there's a lot that can be pulled from like running metaphors of like you know talking about the preparation that's neat and you know if you put in the proper preparation you can like maybe you're feeling pain but like, you know, you did everything you could on your end. So like that could equate to going through trials, um, right? If you're doing everything the Lord told you to do and following the commandments, like just knowing the Lord will get you through. So like knowing the preparation and the training you put in will get you through and that um, there's still moments of joy and also, you know, finding joy and just not having thoughts, right. And, and spending time in nature and, and things like that and enjoying, um, the world that God made for us. So, yeah, I think that that's really awesome. Um, so, you know, a, a theme that we've talked about as this new iteration of the podcast has come out is asking everyone sort of about their, faith journeys and when they feel that they truly developed a testimony, you know, independent of their parents or outside influences. Um, I shared how mine was more of like slow burn. And then I, you know, I can pick out smaller moments of like, this is when I like knew certain nuggets (laughs) of the church were true. Um, But yeah, if you could just share a little bit about when you feel like you knew you had a testimony or maybe how that's changed over time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I remember, when was it? it must've been like 2005. I'm not sure. It's a long <laughs> time ago. Um, and I remember I went to the dedication of the San Antonio temple and it was nice. a big deal. Uh, like all the youth in Texas got together and we're all, we did a bunch of celebrations that like celebrated Texas and the church. Mm -hmm. I just remember being there and having a lot of, and like, I was like eight. So like, did I like how much I understood is debatable, but I remember just the feeling of being really happy then. Yeah. And me being like, I like this. And I like the fact that we're, you know, together and clearly the temple is an important thing. I couldn't go to the temple for several years after that, but you know, I, I, it made me excited for it and it made me want to better understand um, why people were excited uh, about all of this. And I think from there, just, yeah, I don't think I have like a specific yeah. like moment 
but you know cheesy answer I did love EFY when I was 14 through 17 so <laughs> um uh but I remember I I made really good friends there but more importantly like I found friends that were also trying to figure out what was true and what wasn't and I yeah. found that like just discussing like what we understood like always strengthened me um and yeah so I just feel like those are important moments in my life of just uh, like knowing I wasn't alone in the gospel and then mm-hmm. being able to talk to other people was always like a strengthening thing hearing the testimonies of others um was very helpful in that I like that I feel like a lot of people can connect, can connect with that having people around them and being able to discuss things I think can open up our testimonies a lot too um and like knowing that if we do or in moments of like up or down in our journey that like knowing that there's people who have previously gone through it or going through it, whatever it may be, or have overcome anything is also like always a big supporting factor. And yeah, we love, we love a good EFY moment. I have plenty of those too. <laughs> oh, I was more of a girl's camp galley. <laughs> See, I was a, I will never go to girl's camp galley. So I, I was one year of EFY and never again. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had an unnecessary vendetta against going uh, to girls camp and I just never I understand. Did, I think I turned out okay, but that's not a <laughs> plug to not go to girls camp. <laughs> the plug is to do what is right for you. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Keeps their own. And find community where you can. <laughs> <wherever> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people moving, kind of going into our next things, you know, a lot of these things, experiences and community can be found on a mission. And we know that Haley served a mission in Ukraine, as you mentioned before. Um, I want to hear a little bit, This we didn't write this down specifically, um, but kind of what was your motivation behind wanting to serve a mission and what led you to that point in your life? Mm, well, I knew I was going to serve a mission like I just knew it mm-hmm. and I was like well I don't feel like putting it off and so yeah. then I just did it. I can relate to that <laughs> that is the reason I yeah I mean I, I was going to BYU so it's not like it was uncommon for 18 year old girls to like want to go on a mission and mm-hmm. I yeah I I that was a product of that environment certainly mm-hmm. um is also a product of just wanting to serve the Lord. Um, and yeah, I, that's really it. I was like, I know I'm going to, but why wait? And it seems like a good thing to do with my life at this moment. Yeah. Had you decided like in your mind before starting BYU or? Yeah. I was like, I think I will. Like I, yeah I was like I'm going to then yeah mm-hmm. like after going to BYU I was like okay it's very feasible to do this I like yeah you know the idea of not I don't know BYU makes it very possible for that yeah. so I have like a lot of respect for people like Nicole who don't go to BYU and then like decide to serve a mission because it's like mm-hmm. yeah that seems like a bigger choice at BYU it's like oh yeah everyone takes not everyone but a lot of people just take 18 months off two years yeah. no problem yeah and sometimes it's that simple I say often to myself the spirit works in logic so sometimes it just makes sense and it's like it logistically works out that you can serve a mission so I think that those work together 
And that answer very much fits with Haley's personality. She decided yes. she was going to do it. So she did it and did it's not true. question it. It's true. Very much so. So yeah, in Ukraine, I feel like you've mentioned before to us that it was a rather small mission, few people. Um, just tell us a little bit about your experience there. What was some of the biggest challenges and some of the biggest rewards? Ooh, good question. Well, yes, it was a very small mission. Um, it's one of the smallest missions in the world, I think. Wow. Um, we only had eight to 10 sisters max. So it was a fun time, very small. Um, yeah, I loved my mission. I loved serving the people of Western Ukraine. Um, definitely the beginning of my mission was very difficult and I was not having a good time. Um, I went to the MTC. I was the only person learning Ukrainian at the MTC. So I did not have a companion. And so I had nine weeks of being alone. And then I was expected to be with um, a native Ukrainian for every second of the day. And that's just a big culture shock. That's a big twist for me. I'm a perfectionist. The language was really hard for me. I struggled. We didn't have a lot going on at the beginning of my mission. Um, just, you know, it was very frustrating, uh, but once I like had an attitude adjustment, cause I needed one, I'll love the talk <laughs> about joy, um, you know, slowly and surely I was able to, you know, see people in a new light. I was able to love people better, um, through lots of prayer and trying to understand and just humble myself. Um, yeah, I grew to love Ukraine, the people I, <laughs> um, I remember we, we taught a lot of English classes. Mm-hmm. So we did, uh, we, especially at, like at the end of my mission, it was very service oriented um, because that was the direction that they took that that was actually very successful in Russia at the time because mm-hmm. um, they weren't allowed to proselyte. And so all they did was service. And uh, I, so we just switched to really trying to just make friends instead mm-hmm. of just like find people to teach and that that one made me a lot happier part of yeah. that because we were I don't know it just felt way more natural than trying to just be a missionary like I felt like I lost myself for a while on my mission because I didn't know how I was like oh well like like normal Haley likes uh movies tv shows comic books running mm-hmm. But Sister Morris can't like those things because, mm-hmm. like, they're not really part of the mission lifestyle. So, like, what's left? And I really struggled. Um, but yeah, once you're able to like reconcile that and uh, be able to feel more comfortable with others, uh, I feel like we're able to, you know, see the light in Christ, uh, light of Christ in people more, and people were able to see it in us because we weren't like forcing a message, you know, down yeah. their throats. And we stayed very busy and. Yeah, I just, I loved teaching people um, and meeting people at English practice. And then people would be afterwards being like, so what's your deal? Like, why are you here? And then just like happily telling people why I was there. Cause like they could tell we weren't there to teach like subpar English. <laughs> I'm not an English teacher. <laughs> so that I loved like 
I loved, I didn't love teaching English class because again, not an English teacher, but I loved like the results of it, yeah. of being able to make friends and. Yeah. I oh, go ahead, Nicole. Okay. I was going to say, I think that it's interesting that you say that you felt like you lost yourself because I think so that's a lot of times what missionaries are told to do is lose yourself, lose yourself in the work, you know, mm -hmm. forget about those things. But I think for so many people doing the exact opposite is what helps them to like have a more fulfilling mission is to be like their authentic selves and do things that, and say things that they would say normally. And I think the people on the other end that you're teaching and serving like can recognize that, can recognize like authenticity and genuineness. And I think that that can also transfer to just any church like situation as well. That like, sometimes I feel like we think we have to lose ourselves to be this like stick cookie cutter member of the church. And I think when we like bring our authenticity to it and genuine to it is when we can help others feel like Christ's love and that we also like help ourselves. So that's just made me think about that when you said that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. Um, yeah. And it made a big difference in our mission too, like that attitude adjustment of like just serving and like being ourselves. Like I came into the mission, I don't know when, August, August. And then in the new year, uh, so like, yeah, so the year of 2017, we had more baptisms in the first six months than all of 2016. Wow. And it was just a big difference of like, yes, of serving others and loving like Christ would instead of yeah. people as members. It's a big difference. No, I love that. That's awesome. Because I feel like it made me when you're just like, oh, I just like want like we just became friends with people. It made me think a lot about the language around the shift to ministering, which I still think there can, there's a lot more work that can be done around that shift because I really think it should be about like building authentic friendship and that you can minister and like channel Christ, like to people who are not on your list. <laughs> and right. Yeah. If you're just like as you're ser serving in the mission field and you're like, okay, this person will probably never get baptized, but you know, I can still love them and like be their friend and like, you know, show them, you know, a glimpse of, you know, being Christ-like or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's just, it should be more about building authentic relationships with people and that, you know, we can do that here just, you know, outside of a mission. Um, so speaking of building relationships, <laughs> If you talk about your um, relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, um, how do you make time um, to prioritize that relationship amongst like all of your responsibilities of being a grad student, working, and just, you know, being a general human being with other interests and needs? How do you prioritize a relationship um, with God and or with God and Jesus Christ? Oh, well, I am absolutely not perfect at that. We were, let's say I was in Chris Morey's Institute class yesterday mm -hmm. and we were talking about, I'm not going to like go into the whole thing, but we were talking about uh, like, when do we put like the world before uh, like Christ, our relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I know exactly when it's when I'm tired and I'm like, oh, I should go to bed. And I'm like, I haven't read my scriptures yeah. yet. And I'm like, okay, I'll read my scriptures for, you know, X number of verses and then I'll go to bed. And then I'm like, okay, two minutes on my, like two minutes reading scriptures. And then I have 30 minutes on Instagram, yeah. the logic there gone. Mm -hmm. um, 
so I know that that's like a problem that I have, but it's been something that I've been like actively working on is just trying to like prioritize um, uh, my relationship with God, whether it be like, you know, setting aside time in the morning for prayer and scripture and really trying to like actually do that. And yeah, I feel like that's made a big difference of just like prioritizing that. And also just trying to prioritize like studying the scriptures because usually I'm like oh I want to read a chapter a day of the book of Mormon and then I need to get through my come follow me for the week and you know listen to a conference talk but usually it's like okay like slow down if you're gonna do like all of it and get you nowhere then do one of them and get it right and that Mm -hmm. is like a mindset that's sometimes difficult for me to accept that like I have to do that in order to like learn but I'm getting there and it's improved my uh just my relationship and like understanding like the word of god and also just my day my day is always better when i do that yeah i really like that idea of just kind of not treating it like a checklist or i do the exact same thing but just separate uh like switch out instagram with tiktok (laughs) and so (laughs) I made like a song goal of like the last thing it's like, you know, I don't pick my phone back up after reading the scriptures. And I was also just thinking, um, so we're on the same page of like switching to like a study, the scriptures mindset more rather than just reading. So, um, that's funny that you mentioned that. I have another surprise question that I feel like I should ask. Um, so we'll see how this goes. So getting on the spot. But uh, something that I've been thinking about that I think we all think about is, you know, we talk about the cha- how we balance our relationship with God and Christ with the chaos of the world. But I think there's chaos and misunderstandings and questions within the church as well. Um, so I want to know why, why you stay engaged in the gospel, mm-hmm. um, despite, you know, things that you might question or things that might seem not exactly that like align with your thoughts and viewpoints. Why, why do you still come stay engaged all that stuff and yeah I mean yeah there's definitely things where I'm like I don't fully understand that or I struggle with that um but I when I I think about everything in my life I am so blessed I like there are things where I look back and I'm like I know that that is that was God's hand in my life and like I had this like mindset for a really long time that God was very transactional. It's like, you do not do homework on Sunday and you yeah. get good grades. Like that was like my brain for like so long. Yeah. And I'm still struggling to overcome that because yeah, I'm very stuck in my ways, but I don't know. I just feel like, like when I look back, like in this past year, I, or since I like moved to North Carolina before I moved to North Carolina, it's just like, when I look back and I, I see all that God has done for me just like and I know I'm not perfect like I can never do anything like to like truly deserve all he's giving me I am just so grateful and humbled by that I I know that this is his gospel and even though I don't understand everything um, and I'm not perfect I want to keep trying to live it because he gave it to us so we could live it and try to learn it and improve it and improve and 
yeah, I just like, I, I've seen too much and I felt his love too much in my life to turn away. Yeah. Um, despite any questions that I have, I always look like I look back and I think back to all that he's given me and I just can't ignore that. Yeah. I'm glad I asked that question because now that's making me think. I love what you, like that you said, he gave it to us to live it, which I think is like a simple statement, but I never thought about it like that. Like we don't just have the gospel just because like it's not, it doesn't do anything for him because it does, it does things for us. So thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's been amazing talking with Haley and learning about her life experiences. And it's funny how, if you listen to last week, a lot of the things we said were similar, which I mean, Haley and I are friends. So like that's, you know, being a perfectionist. (laughs) I did start listening to yours and I thought I should stop. So I don't take any of her thoughts. No, I mean, no, you said it. Definitely not, but just like, yeah, struggling with perfectionism and, you know, trying to move away from viewing um, God and his blessings as transactional. Um, Yeah, so, but I really enjoyed your perspective and experiences that you shared. And I think our listeners will as well. Um, Yeah, so any last thoughts, Nicole? Um, If not, I can take us away with how to conclude. (laughs) No, you're good. I know Haley had her scriptures prepped. I didn't know if there was any specific verses she wanted to share with, with the class, with the listeners. Um, If not, that's okay. uh, I opened up to when I had, um, I love 35, 13. It's great. You know, verse 28, it says, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. I love that. That is my mindset when I run, you know, just, just, just focus on God, you know? And then in 33, it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, seek God first and everything will fall into place. Love that. Wise words. All right. So it was great again, talking to Haley. If uh, you are registered for the class and want credit, um, be sure to write a comment or question in the WhatsApp. And again, you can find the link to join um, in the show notes. Um, You'll also find a link to our Instagram, Um, follow Haley's cat on Instagram, (laughs) short King Roy. Roy. Um, Yeah, so we hope that all of our listeners have a great week and are able to experience the joy of Jesus Christ. Thank Thank you for listening and please join us next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Once again, big shout out to Nicole and Erica for taking the time to put this all together, asking wonderful questions and for Haley and her beautiful insights. I loved what she was talking about, how sometimes we we try to fit all this gospel stuff in, right? We we notice that we maybe not are not prioritizing our time like we should. And so then we say, we're gonna do this and that and that and that. And then we just don't really do any of it very deeply. And her suggestion of, of doing one thing really well, like spending a certain amount of time studying the scriptures deeply versus trying to do all these other things. So super helpful. Once again, such an enjoyable 
experience and we'll see everybody next week we've got some great guests lined up i've seen the list coming up um, some people outside of the north carolina area coming up soon with some wonderful life experiences so looking forward to some awesome awesome opportunities please share this podcast with other young adults uh, the word is just starting to spread about it please please share it Share it on social media platforms, share it in any way you possibly can so we can get as many ears as possible to hear these wonderful insights. Uh, we'll see you all next week.